So hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Simon Hodgkins, and I'm delighted to be joined by Bobby Power. Uh, Bobby is the creator and publisher of Go Wild magazine, seven tourism and food magazines throughout different and individual tourism regions throughout Ireland. He has the Go Wild Tourism, Wild Atlantic Way, Go Wild Northern Ireland, Go Wild Dublin, uh, Go Ancient East, Go Wild Food Experience, Go Wild on the Lakes, and the latest title, I believe, is Go Wild Staycation. Wow, what a lineup of titles. Um, I know they're also launching a new Go uh, Go Wild Coast to Coast food title in May, I think. Bobby can tell us all about that in a moment with editor D Laffin, and also a new Go Wild Irish Spirits in September. What a publishing empire. It sounds fantastic. Bobby, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Simon. Pleasure to be on. Did I, did I get that right? Have I, have I got all the time? Yeah, you did a really good job. Actually, you, you probably did a better job than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, goodness, no, I mean, Bobby, where do you fit all that in? That's a lot of titles you're, you're responsible it's for. It's a lot of titles, Simon. We started with one seven years ago. So look, they've just grown, I suppose, organically by, you know, Tourism Ireland kind of started with the White Atlantic Way and we, we followed that route and then we went to the Ancient East. And, you know, so look, We've just followed, I suppose we're just following Forge Island as such, you know, and then creating what pops up as we go. Well, that's that's no mean feat. And I, 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 I've, you know, I've seen a lot of the publications in person in the wild, uh, not to use the, the phrase yeah. uh, out of context, but I've seen them out in the wild. They're beautifully produced, very high quality, glossy magazines that would be, you know, pride of place in any any uh, retailer that that that. Uh, supplies or shares uh magazines and i've seen a lot of them as well in hospitality venues hotels restaurants yeah. etc so i see them in a lot of places throughout the country but i wanted to i wanted to maybe get on to a few uh, key questions that i think would be interesting to our audience because you you're producing content all the time bobby uh, yeah. you, you're constantly producing you know articles advertising uh, and you've got them across this plethora of of titles that we've mentioned, but could you tell me a bit about your background? Like, how did you get into this magazine publishing world? How did it all okay. start for you? I started Simon when I was 40. Okay. So obviously that's uh, quite a long time ago. And now people think I'm much younger. I'm much, I'm much older than my voice. All right. Um, when I was 40, I, I kind of fell into advertising through uh, a good friend of mine in Limerick and he needed a sales rep and I needed a job at the time. And uh, I discovered that I actually loved advertising. I mean, genuinely, it was like what I was meant to do all my life. So <clears throat> I went from advertising into media agency, then back into sales management with the Limerick leader. And then when Fall Charlotte announced the Wide Atlantic Way route, I said, wow, that'll make a great magazine. So I decided to, uh, at the time I was working with Hopkins Communications in Cork, and I decided that I spoke to Mark, who was the MD. I said, I'd like to try this magazine. So could I do kind of half and half, like two and a half days a week with him and two and a half on the magazine? And he said, yeah. So we did that. And the, the Go Wild Tourism, Wild Atlantic Way issue was born. So that's where we started, yeah. So it was that simple. So it was, as I said, it, was, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Now, you mentioned the quality earlier. When I did the first magazine, hand on heart, I could not afford the quality of the magazine. But we took the hit because 
Ireland is such an, an amazing country to promote that anything less than the top quality paper would not have sufficed. So I spoke to the printer and I said, okay, look, we need to get this paperweight, everything spot on. And uh, GPS in Belfast are our printers. And Lorraine said, look, Bob, yeah, this is the most expensive paper you can get. And I went, great, but it's also the best. So we've, we've started on that and we've never changed. No, and that, that's credit to the, the publication because not only is the content great, but the, you, you know, you, you can, it's tangible. You know, when you pick it up and you feel it, you crack the spine of the yeah. magazine, you can, feel, you can feel the quality of the paper stock. You can feel the finish that, that, that's been put into it. And it, it really does stand out. And I'm not just saying that, Bobby, because yeah. there's a lot of magazines out there, as you know, and some of them don't quite come up to the mark. But you can tell there's a passion behind the publishing and the titles that you oh, have. Oh, there certainly is, Simon. Yeah, there's certainly yeah. a passion. It's, um, but the, the quality, I was pre-COVID when we were free, right? And it was a free title back then because that, that was our start-off point with being free. Yeah. We were free in the hotels and tourist houses, but COVID got in the way. So we had to pivot like everybody else. But at one time I was sitting in a hotel and I was watching a, two tourists picking up the magazine and one, one turned to the other and uh, I was out of earshot, well, close to hear them talking, but she said, I can't believe this is free. She questioned it at, at the desk. I was going, but the desk said, you know, I know it's a free copy, but like, it's too good to be a free copy. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I can I can fully understand that. And maybe for our listeners um, that have experienced the uh, the physical print copy, I, I completely buy into that. Um, but you know the difference when you pick up, you know, quality paper yeah. stock and print. Um, but I wanted to maybe go back because you mentioned the Wild Atlantic Way a moment ago. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have experienced the Wild Atlantic Way. But could you maybe just for our international audience, give people a little bit of context about what a big deal that was, particularly on the west coast of the country, um, how it sort of winds its way up through the country. Yeah, certainly, Simon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. basically, I suppose, and I have had this conversation with people across, um, I suppose, across the pond in the US, but it's our Route 66. And that's about the easiest way to describe it, right? Because it will take you from Kinsale in County Cork up to the very top of Donegal. Right, and it's one road, and you really cannot get lost. So all the old jokes about <clears throat> asking for directions in Ireland, you don't need to. You know, Falch Ireland has signposted so brilliantly along the route that you know there, there's not a reason for you to get lost. Now you can go off track, and you, obviously, I mean, you you know, you're free to do that, but you can go back on track very easily, and it, you know, so it just winds its way along the most, probably the most magnificent coastline in the world. And I know, like people say, oh, well, Dublin, the East Coast is better, but the White Atlantic Way just has that rough, rugged edge that you don't get anywhere else, you know. And was that and, was that the was that the the sort of the initial thinking behind when you launched the first title? Then was it? Was yeah. It, was it? It was on the back of that sort of government initiative, if I'm if I'm right yeah. in saying that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. It was. Look, I went to Fall Jordan and I said, look, I've got this idea, and they went, okay, well, you know, uh, at the time. You know, Falch Ireland don't. Uh, they they were very gracious in giving me giving me the their offices to put the magazines into. But you don't get financial support. I mean, that's not that, that's not their their model. But I said, well, we were doing this. You know, so having the offices available to me was what the advertisers wanted, because that's where they reach the international audience. But yeah, but you know, to produce, I suppose I was lucky that the Wild Underground was the first issue because 
it is rugged. I mean, anybody who travels this kind of goes, you know, I just want to spend more time there. That's it. You know, I want to be in Doolin. I want to go into O'Connor's in Doolin and have a pint of Guinness and, you know, a stew and a, a music session just starts up without even, you know, two guys walk in and suddenly it's a music session, you know. And from a tourism and attraction point of view, it's an international story now, isn't it? So it is, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a massive story. I mean, the Wild Atlantic Way has become, yeah, I suppose it's become their Route 66. Yeah, yeah. like a lot of I understand from from Falchard that a lot of people fly in to either Shannon or Knock, uh, and they decide that they might do the northern section or the or the southern section, and it's probably become something like the Santiago, the uh, the Camino where. Instead of walking, you just you, you go from Limerick to Donegal or you go from Limerick to Cork, you know, so it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get I get that. Um, so look, so then let's for people listening to this, obviously, they're only hearing the audio, but we do have people that watch the, the video version of the of the podcast, too. And behind yeah. you, just for people that are that are listening only, you have all the titles in frames behind you. And I wanted yeah. to ask you about when you made the decision as a publisher to sort of start separating them into reason regions like what was the what was the thinking behind that okay the that logic go? yeah the logic behind this was actually very simple right Be- because it was the white atlantic way you know i had inquiries from other people on the east coast kind of going well how come everything has been done for the white atlantic way and i said well okay well i do an ancient east right then i did the ancient east and then i decided okay so we'll we we'll do the uh we'll do dublin so we did Dublin. So we kind of segregated Dublin because Dublin, obviously, is a, a massive, well, the capital city. Then I did the, the Lakelands because, I mean, it's like as if um, the man above decided to put all the lakes in Ireland in the middle. He just, put, he just folded two halves of a piece of paper and filled the middle with water, right? Okay. And I said, okay, we'll do the Lakelands. And then we did Northern Ireland. And then everything just kept, you know, it was like I just... My my target day one was to do the White Atlantic Way, and then I, then when I did that, I went. Now I want to cover Ireland, and at this point, yeah, I think we've got Ireland pretty well covered. You you sure have. Uh, it's amazing just the, the sheer breadth of all the titles that I mentioned at the top of our discussion. Um, so going on from that, then obviously you've sort of separated them. You've got various titles focused on yeah. various parts of the of the country. And they're all being read by, you know, people that are sort of living and, and working and yeah. know, in, in the country. But you've got an awful lot of international visitors that are reading these titles, too. And it's been said for a long time. This is a question I wanted to ask you about. It's been said for a long time when it comes to digital publications that they were dominating over the printed ones. And we've seen everything from, you know, reading things on a Kindle, whether it's a book or listening to yeah. audio books magazines that are available online you can buy them by subscription now but what you're providing seems to be traditional printed magazines you know uh, with new titles even coming out and you're kind of booking the trend because a lot of the titles are almost going the other way yet you continue to expand in a traditional print environment i mean what what do you think the recipe for success is is it is it driven by tourism because you've just come through a very difficult tourism time with the pandemic as of a lot you know the tourism and hospitality yeah. industry probably one of the hardest hit and yet you're continuing to expand so what what's the secret source well, the, i suppose the secret source to Simon is really simple i mean pre-covid it was you know tourists international tourists 
And then when COVID hit and I was, you know, sitting at home kind of going, okay, I've, I, I, I actually can't do anything. And I was driving my wife mad. So I said, well, now I have to get it in the shops because now I have to reach a new audience. So we, you know, we, we did a deal with Dunn's and Tesco and Easton's and, and all the others. And we said, right, now we're on sale in the shops. So that reaches a new audience immediately. So that gave us the staycation audience as such, right? And hence the reason that I started the year with staycation again, right? And, but it, it is that the secret sauce is, you know, I suppose sometimes you just have to adapt to what's necessary. You know, everything has appeared, but you, you mentioned digital. I mean, look, you know, I'm probably one of my, my son says I'm the most, I, I'm the, I'm probably the most digital guy he knows. Right. Although I produce print magazines, but I, I mean, I have every Apple product on the planet and I have all the channels and everything, but Digital has a huge part of play in the world, but it's also an extremely crowded marketplace. And I'll paraphrase that slightly by telling you that I got a phone call from a client two weeks ago uh, in Limerick, and he said, Bob, I just wanted to say thanks. And I said, for what? He said, you sent me the magazine. I said, that's, that's okay. That's not a problem. No, he said, I don't mean for sending me the magazine. So when the magazine arrived, he said, and I saw it. So I have a couch in my office. And I walked away from my desk with, with the magazine, and I sat on the couch. And I had probably an, uh, 30 minutes to 40 minutes of uninterrupted time to simply sit and read with no pop-ups, with no emails, with no interruptions at all. And he said, I actually felt refreshed. And he said, I finished up with a couple of new places to go and visit the weekend. And I went, well, that was kind of worth it. So that's the key. Why am, why am I bucking the trend? I'm bucking the trend, Simon, because I have to. This is my business, you know. Um, we do have a, the magazine available digitally. It's available on uh, Issue. It's available on PressReader.com, which is the international uh, digital platform for airlines. Okay, so it is out there. It's on our. You can download it, the magazines for for free on our website after they've come off sale. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, look, it's it's available digitally, but so is everything else in the planet. Whereas a print magazine, you know, it's going to stay there. It's going to stay on your coffee table. If it's good quality, you are going to sit and read it. People coming into your house are going to sit and read it. Yeah, and I think there's something wonderful about that that world of print publications. And it's yeah. funny how the written word and ink on paper still captures something very, very unique and different, doesn't it? Um, it does, but it's, yeah. it's also your time and it's your, it, it's your imagination to imagine what I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple of other interesting points there that I want to pick up on. So obviously, you, you know, digitally savvy and you've got all the, you, you know, all the Apple toys and everything yeah. that you've got. And of course, it's it's available as a digital download on sort of the, the global international airline yes. platform, etc. But you also talked about doing a deal with very large retail chains. And some of the names that you mentioned are actually very large uh, retailers who sell an awful yeah. lot of print publication in, 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 this country, yeah. in this country, for example, in Ireland. So um, when you look at targeting your audience, Bobby, do you, do, like, has your segmentation changed an awful lot then? Um, you know, because obviously you think, to, well, it's just for tourists, but you're on so many platforms with so, so many um, retail outlets or, or ways of distributing your content. Yeah, how, how do you go about thinking about that? Now? 
Well, the way I, I do it now, Simon, has changed. I mean, as I said, for the first five years, it was simply tourism. Okay, that was the focus. International tourists coming in. The magazines were in the hotels and they were in uh, tourist offices. So the general public never actually got to see them, which was a, a bit of a bugbear for me, but I didn't have another source, you know. So then when I had to pivot, right, our audience ha has changed. It's now, you know, the people who regularly shop in, in Duns and regularly buy our Duns, Tesco, Easton's, I have to call them all, I suppose. But whoever shops in there and reads magazines or buys their magazines or uses their, those shops for, to buy their magazines. And when you look at the amount of magazines, and I do, I'm regularly in the stores to see our positioning and see where we are. And we're like, our distributor does a great job, I have to say that. But people have a varied choice when you look at the amount of magazines that are there. And I always feel great that they're actually there because, you know, I would hate to see like a digital wall where you tap a button, where you tap a button and, you know, that was it, you know, and you got it on your phone. There still has to be that element of taking home a magazine. I mean, I remember as a kid and my dad is long gone, but God rest him, but you know, my pocket money was for shoot magazine. Hence, I'm a seriously, serious Man United fan. So anybody who's a Liverpool fan out there, tough luck. Um, but shoot magazine was my weekly. I had to get shoot magazine. And I had to wait for him to come home from work and to go and buy the magazine. So buying the magazine is still a key element of people. But for my target audience, yeah, I mean, my target audience now is everybody. It's 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 broadened out, not just tourism, but it's the guys in the factory, it's the it's the girls in the hotels, it's the you know, it's the chefs in the kitchen, and I mean, our just swing over to our food and tourism magazine, which in 2018 won a World Food Tourism Award in China, but it was a great honor to win it. But that was about the chefs. And the reason I created that magazine, and you were going going back to what we said about what makes it create the magazine, you never got to see the chef. Every time I've gone out for dinner with my wife, or you know, um, you're in the restaurant. Oh, listen, tell the chef that was gorgeous. Now the girl might go in and kind of go, you know, and the chef says, "Well, what do they think?" Ah, that was all right, you know. But I wanted to get the chef's story. So in the food magazine, we got the chef's story. We got his favorite recipe. And it was always a recipe that you or I could try, Simon. It was never like a recipe that we wouldn't even, you know, know, know where to find the ingredients for, right? And that's, what, that's why Gourmet said, yeah, listen, this is a, a really good title. No, that's, that's great. And I, I do remember the, the Gourmand Award. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Uh, and so congratulations on that. And I, I just wanted to also say that something you said resonated with me because I've heard it said, and you know more about this world than I do, Bobby, but the magazines, back to when you were a child and, you know, you sort of look forward to getting that magazine publication. Yeah. There's some, it's like, it's a little personal luxury, isn't it? It's something unique to you that you take and you you mentioned that that gentleman that was sitting in his office on the couch reading the magazine yeah. 30 minutes of his own time and I, I've heard people also talk about print publications and magazines that they're almost some titles can almost be recession proof because people just you know they won't compromise on that little sort of escapism on a monthly basis yeah. when the title yeah, comes no, out does that does that make sense to you? does simon and like i was asked by my distributor at the time what i wanted to charge for the magazine right and you know you can really i mean look you know people say to me bob have you got competition i go i have no idea do i do my research probably not okay i mean honest 
But when I when she said, "Well, what price are you going to have?" I said, "Four ninety." She said, "How did you come up with four ninety?" Well, I said, it's "Less than a fiver." Well, what's the thinking behind that? Well, I said, "I wouldn't pay more than a fiver for any magazine." So, and now there are magazines out there. There's competitors' uh, magazines out, out there for eight and nine euro. But <clears throat> I think a fiver is enough for a magazine. That's just my now. Look, I might be wrong. Look, I might be wrong. You know, I've been wrong before. I'm not always right. Right, right. But it, but it's that it's that price. It's relatively in the grand scheme of things uh, for people in sort of say a working environment or living in living in a, a I suppose a a country where there's a general sort of standard living standard of living. Yeah. Like that's kind of relatively low ticket price for people to get a little bit of escapism to learn something new to experience yes. something different on a on a regular basis, right? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, and I, I think it gives people, it gives everybody an opportunity to re to rediscover Ireland because you know we yeah. don't just discover it; we rediscover it on a daily basis. You know, I mean, uh, and we will talk about the day in the life later on. But I I do interviews myself, and some of the, one of the questions is, "What's your favorite place in Ireland?" And I've learned new places. I'm kind of going, "Hey, I'm a publisher. I should know this place." But someone says, "Hey, listen, there's a little bolt hole down in you know." I'm just saying, carry a hold, right? Yeah. But I go, wow, I must go there. Yeah, yeah. No, look, we're always we're always finding new things. And you mentioned you mentioned the day in the life series, and I definitely wanted to ask you about that because uh, in the same way you won the award because you were sort of uncovering the chef's story. Yeah. Um, I do notice that you've got a lot of people where you've spoke to them about a day in their life. So could you just unpack that a bit for our listeners? Could you tell us what it's about? Yeah, how certainly, it yeah. Okay. People involved. Okay, so the a day in the life, Simon, started in during COVID lockdown. Okay, when I needed to find a new avenue to be to keep me occupied and to also promote our advertisers. So I focused on our advertisers initially, and then it kind of grew into people that I met and people I came across on LinkedIn. And you know, I was I've done a lot of work on LinkedIn in the last few years, and I think LinkedIn is an amazing piece of software. I was doing that over the years just to make people aware of who who Bobby Power was and who Go Wild is, and it, you know. So I thought, okay, well, if I can promote people and put them on my website and just ask them simple questions that everybody wants to, you know, read read the interviews quickly. So we've had amazing responses. I mean, the idea was to ask eight simple questions. Okay, and the funny part is, I've had PR companies coming to me. The day in the life is by invite only. There is no charge. I will invite the person, and that's it. I'm not in. So I've had PR companies coming to me saying, "Hi, listen, we've got a, a load of clients." Blah, blah blah. And I go, "No." They go, "Well, but yeah, but we want to change the question." I still go, "No." It's right. by and, invite and so only. As a as a reader, I get to basically sort of just have a little look at what what makes somebody tick what, yeah. what what's going on in their world and the, it's kind of good to look into that for other people because you might know some of these people or you may yeah, know the, you may know the industry that they're in you know yeah but the beauty of not changing the question simon is that if so, so just say if you watch joe blog or you read about joe blogs today and mary blogs is on tomorrow your brain is immediately going to look for the same questions if I was changed the questions, that might kind of that's, that's, that's changed. But it's very comfortable when it's the same eight questions because you know, well, what's their favorite place? And what's their advice for a young entrepreneur? 
And what's the first thing they do every morning? Because that's what we all do. I mean, what's the first thing anyone does in the morning? You know? No, so, I can see that. I can see the, the formula for success there. And I'm assuming it's popular, Bobby, and it's a regular feature now, even though it was something that yeah. came about during the pandemic. It is. There's currently seven in the queue. There we go. I can see the queue up there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, it's the only way I'll actually remember the whiteboard. I have to have it, you know, and it's a, very good, very planned. Yeah. Very, that's, a, that's a true publisher. Everything planned and in order. Everything yes. planned. Yeah. Every, every, yeah. Everything planned. There's another, there's a plan on that computer behind me there, which has very a good. magazine very on it, you know? Very good. So, um, yeah. So that's, that was the day in the life. So look, it's, people enjoy it. It's a, I suppose, it's a coffee break break. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. Well, you listen, know, Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure hearing the success of how things are going. It's great to see all the platforms. I know the digital ones are in there now. It's, I mean, congratulations on the retail element of it because you're in a lot of national well-known brands, yeah. stores, and people are Thank buying you. it. You've got people in it, you know, uh, native Irish people buying it. You've got p- tourism uh, people buying it. It's distributed on a, a almost a global scale at this stage, and people can can access these titles. So, congratulations on everything that you're doing in the print uh, publishing world, because I, I I think it's a a testament to your commitment and staying power. I know you've got a great team as well behind the teams. Oh yeah, well, the, the scenes helping you. Yeah, the the team is spread across the world, Simon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My my lead designer is actually in Vancouver. He used to work with me in uh, the Limit Leader. So you know, so the, yeah, we've we've had a, an editor in London, an editor in Wicklow, an editor in Dublin. So yeah, there's lots of people around that are all a a part of the team, you know. And actually, just mentioning Dee Laffin, uh, I was so delighted that I mean, Dee is probably one of the top people in food in Ireland at the moment. So I got D on board for our new title coming up in on the board for the Bob. Yeah, it's the 4th of May. Wow. So we have a go while coast to coast food title. So we're going to try and do something a little bit different. And we're going to include the food trucks and we're going to include all the, the different elements that now make up Irish food, including, you know, the Indians and the Chinese and everything. And just try and get it all into one magazine. Hopefully that's our... That's our, so that's, our it. that's the latest title, and obviously Dee Laffin is going to be the editor on that one, is yeah. she? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Very good. Very good. Well, Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for spending some time with us. Um, I wanted to uh, thank you very much indeed for being part of Vista Talks. It's great. Uh, hopefully, we won't leave it as long next time to check no, in we and won't. see how we things won't. are we going. Won't. Um, it's incredible. I'm, I'm blown away with all the titles and the success. And for anybody who hasn't experienced the physical Uh, magazine print copies i do encourage them to go and get their hands on it so look that's the end of today's show with bobby power please make sure to tune in again to see and or listen to the next vista talk show where once again we'll be uh, looking at some more interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world thanks a million thank you simon pleasure